Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh and that guy over there is I am Chris. I'm Chris, he always is. How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. It's uh Thursday night, it's football time, it's amazing fantasy time. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too, but that 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 will come later, hopefully. Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, yeah, but well, hopefully I don't want to be up until tomorrow night. That sounds mm -mm. terrible. Mm -mm. Uh, so we're here, and it is uh, by again week. And that is week seven of this NFL season, as it usually is. Sometimes it's week eight. Sometimes it's week seven. It's never usually week nine, ten, eleven, or whatever. But it's mm -hmm. week seven this year. And that means that the Buffalo Bills, the da the Dallas Cowboys, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jack, Jag, Jag, Jagger, Jaguars, Jag, Jaguars. Anyways, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are all on by. Miscounted. That's six anyway. teams, by the way. Yeah, I'm saying I miscounted because I picked it up. Like, like I said, I'm not very good at counting, Chris, but I'm really good at guessing. Um, yeah. That means your Josh Allen's, your Zeke's, your Dax, your James Robinson's, your Austin Eckler's, your Mike Williams, your Justin Herbert's, your Kirk Cousins, your Dalvin Cooks, your Najee Harris's. They're all mm. on by. You can't use them this week. On top of all that, you don't have Nick Chubb playing tonight. You don't have Kareem yep. Hunt playing tonight. You don't have um, me playing tonight. Definitely um, not. I don't. I, I yeah. just. I. I was going somewhere with that, but I for, kind of forgot. Um, <laughs> Ah, oh, sorry, folks. I forgot to turn my phone off. Our good friend WonderTech is streaming. In case you were wondering, um, let me just turn that off real quick, and we'll keep on going. So we we have a shortened show. Well, hopefully, it's a shortened show this week because we have so many teams yeah. on by. But we're gonna try and bring you some guys that maybe you wouldn't normally start, but you could think of. I got a couple of tight ends, a couple of running backs. A quarterback, I believe, in there as well. I mean, there's, what, one, two, at least three fantasy viable quarterbacks out this week with with your um, your Trevor Lawrence's, your Big Ben's, and your Kirk Cousins all, all on by. You know? Um, yeah. Number of matches, and you somehow got the odd. I don't know why mm -hmm. I gave you less work. But, uh, yeah, I don't either. You even gave me a softball one, too. But go ahead. I... I'm I'm good at guessing. All right, I I, I guess this is how the matchup mm -hmm. should go, and we're I probably guessed right. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tennessee Titans here. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you're, I'm I'm giving him five stars. He's the quarterback one going uh, going against the Titans, who are giving up the fifth most points. The QB, blah blah blah. You know that. Um, I mean, the Titans aren't good on defense. Patrick Mahomes. Holmes is very good on offense. I mean, connect those dots. Come on. Let's move on to Daryl Williams here. Daryl Williams. Can we get more team, more players the names of last name Williams? So we've got our <laughs> Jamal Williams. We've got our Javante Williams. We've got our Tyson mm. Williams. We've got our Damian Williams. We've got our Daryl Williams, who we're currently trying to talk about here. There's Mike Williams, of course. John Williams. Robert Will Robin Williams. Michelle Williams. Puka Williams Jr. Uh, yeah, but... We're we're talking about Daryl Williams here. So uh, last week against the Washington football team, Daryl Daryl Williams, the guy we're currently talking about, got 21 carries for only 62 yards, did get two touchdowns, and he caught three of his four targets. So 
And obviously the touchdowns are the highlights of those stats, but in this week, it's very viable fantasy back. I um I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um anyways, uh fire up Daryl Williams. It's 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 really good. Yeah. It's really good. For sure. Um the Titans are giving up 119.8 combo yards to opposing backs. So that's also good for Daryl Williams. Not that the Chiefs throw to the running backs all that often, but he did get three catches last week for, I didn't write down how many yards, but it was like 20 or 30. So I'm going to Daryl Williams four stars here and then hit the gas by just saying that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are five star starts. Um, Tyreek Hill's get, coming into the uh, went into last week with a quad injury, came out none for wear. He ended up actually ended up with 12 targets. Tyreek Hill is fine. Five stars for both of these guys. And let's move along to the Titan side of the ball, where there's some question marks here, like Ryan Tannehill. We're talking Tannehill here because of the Bayageddon. And the the Chiefs defense is bend and, and break bunch. They're the worst. They're even worse than the Titan squad. Three and a half stars for Ryan Tannehill. Normally I wouldn't, and this year I wouldn't recommend Ryan Tannehill. He really hasn't been playing that great. And some of that I really feel like is due to their offensive line. They just lost Taylor Lewan to, I don't know what kind of, I think it was a neck injury um, this past week. Um, but this is solely based on the matchup that Dang. the Chiefs are really playing really, really bad defense right now. And this says, but this game does come with a caveat of this being another Derrick Henry game. Five stars for Mr. Derrick Henry here. Of course, <laughs> he is still the number, the number one running mm-hmm. back in fantasy football at the moment. Um, he just eviscerated the Bills D on Monday Night Football for the to give the Titans a good victory. Suck on that, Kyle. Kyle being my boss, and he's a big Bills fan. I don't know how, but he is. The Chiefs are allowing 19.8 points per game to opposing backs. So yeah, I Derrick Henry is probably my favorite running back this week. Um, let's move on to AJ Brown. Oddly enough, the wide receiving cores as a whole are only racking up 23.3 fantasy points against. The Brown uh, Brown has been bad, and I have a feeling a lot of that has to do with Titans, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and the offensive line. You know, I said that earlier. Um, I just kind of want to reiterate the fact that it's really hurting AJ Brown. Obviously, the injuries aren't aren't helping AJ Brown either. But I'm going to give him three and a quarter stars, and I'm going to give Julio a desperate two and a half stars. Neither one of them practiced uh, yesterday. That would be Wednesday. Um, I couldn't find any injury reports for today so far. That would today being Thursday before the weekend, of course. And so, it, but it sounds like they're both going to play this week. What to say you, Chris, on all of that? I think it's an astute analysis. Thanks for that, that really rip roaring uh, energy you got going on there, buddy. Sorry. I Sorry. think it's an astute analysis. I just don't want to miss I, an injury. I was trying to. I didn't know, whatever. It's a guy nobody cares about, Curtis Samuel, but I was just double-checking on him is what I was doing there. Ready for my next matchup, sir? Yeah, yeah. whenever you are. I was just going to cut all that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's cool, Mr. Robot. I sure am ready for that matchup, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Would you like some tea with those crumpets? I, I was proud. I was like, I didn't hear the last thing he said, but I was almost done. Washington at Packers. Uh, 
Yeah. Washington offense has been a tailspin ever since Heineke's first week, and so has uh, Gibson's shin. <laughs> More are, on are that we, later. Are we? Uh, are, are we? Uh... Sure, that's how you pronounce his name. It's not Heineken or Heineke or Heineke. I am. I'm legit asking, man. I I'm sort of I, I, joking, I think but in I'm my brain, legit I'm legit asking. I think I heard Heineke somewhere, and I just rolled rolled with it. Have been okay. With we'll it. go with Heineke then. I did. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know, it's even more frustrating. Is I I like my I might have spelled it three different ways in this paragraph alone, and never went back and like spell checked it. Didn't bother. That's what I usually do when I have the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, speaking of Mr. Heineke, the shine has worn off the last couple of weeks. Uh, for contrast, let's compare his first three weeks to uh, as the starter to the last two weeks. In the first three weeks, uh, that would be weeks two, three, and four, Heineke averaged 22.77 fantasy points with a 7-3 to three touchdown to interception ratio. The last two weeks, 9.6 fantasy points and a 1-3 to three touchdown to interception ratio. Now, why we don't expect Heineke to, ha- while we do expect Heineke to have some bad games, I mean, he has become, he was becoming a top streaming, streaming option, not a top five quarterback, for goodness sakes, uh, or necessarily the answer at quarterback for the football team. But he was, like I said, becoming a reliable streaming option. One bad game versus Saints defense can be forgiven, but he really uh, let folks down last week versus the juiciest matchups versus the Chiefs defense. Therefore, I'd look elsewhere in a single QB league uh, and Superflex league league if possible. If Heineke can't put a better game together, uh, Fitzpatrick could get his starting job back, who could be cleared any minute now, uh, is what I'm hearing. So I'm going to bench Heineke. On to the running backs. Uh, in addition to Heineke, Gibson was a player I was high on coming into week six. I gave both uh, both of them four stars with confidence. Obviously, I can't predict injury, and that's exactly what killed Gibson's day. With one of the toughest matchups looming versus the Denver defense and a bye week after that, I'm wondering if benching Gibson is the right call for both fantasy football and for, you know, for the Washington football team in real life. He's the RB6... RB16 on the season and averaging one and a half touchdowns over the last two weeks prior to the injury game. Uh, the Packers just gave up 97 rushing yards and a touchdown to Cleo Herbert. So, you know, if he goes, I do like his chances. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday, but he did practice today, Thursday uh, with his shin. So it's looking like he's probably going to play again. Uh, if he's active, you probably have to start him during the uh, Bimageddon. Uh, but I'm saying the best thing for your fantasy lineup and the football team is to sit Gibson this week. So, again, if he's playing, you have to start him. So, uh, three and a half stars. A little little trepidation there. On to McLaren. Uh, he's the only really pass catcher of note. We'll talk a little bit about the tight end. But uh, Curtis Samuels, re-aggravated groin. Uh, it looks, looks like he's not going to go. What's that? Who is their tight end now? Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, I believe is. Oh is yeah, I was. Yeah, he's actually yeah, been getting the, a few targets. Let's talk about him real quick. Actually, while while we're at it, just get him out of the way here. Uh, like I said, uh, since Logan Thomas went down, uh, nine targets week five, six targets last week. Uh, he's a fine option, uh, and given the t- tight end terrain and the uh, bye weeks going on right now, so I'm going to give him three stars. Just. Uh, I take that back. Two and a half stars, more more of a desperate, unreliable thing there. Not a great matchup. On to McLaren. Uh, he did practice Thursday. Uh, I already mentioned Curtis Samuels out. McLaren has averaged 3.7 fantasy points in the last two weeks and has obviously suffered at the hands of Heineke. Um, so 
uh, but you probably have no choice but to start McLaren. I mean, even wide receivers is thin this week. So I'll just give uh, him two and a half stars. That is it for the Washington football team. On to the Packers. Uh, the Washington football team is disappointed this season, especially their defense. Washington is giving up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position and the second most points to the wide receiver position and the most passing yards. Uh, at Lambeau Field, I like both uh, Rodgers and Adams to dominate. I'm going to give five stars to both of them. The Packers have found a way to get Alan Lazard involved, and he did score last week, but the ancillary passing options are much too hard to predict, and so I'm going to bench them all, including Tanyan who probably should have been dropped. I mean, d during bye week, hell, uh, sure, he's he's a decent bet to get a red zone target, maybe, or two. Um, but I'm, I'm going to leave him on the bench if you can help it. Uh, Aaron Jones is averaging 3.8 targets per game on the season. Nothing spectacular by any means, but I think most people realize Jones is among the league's best receiving backs and a big playmaker at the position. He blew up week two, catching all six of his targets and scoring three receiving touchdowns, plus one on the ground. Washington is giving up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position and has given up five receiving touchdowns to running backs, and particularly to the likes of Kamara, Mike Davis, and Cordero Patterson, guys known for their receiving skills. Five stars for the Packers star running back. Um, and I didn't get much on Dylan, but I mean, again, given the terrain, given the bye week, uh, by Mageddon, if you will, uh, I'm going to go and give him a serviceable 2.75 stars, probably get him in a little, some folks' flex conversation because they'll probably play well in this game and get up on the Washington football team, and Dylan has been playing well in his limited action. He's looked pretty that, good doing it, too. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, I only have so much he's room a, on He's my a pure runner, but he did catch touchdown last week or the week before it too mm -hmm. so i think it was a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago um forgive me i, I don't remember exactly and uh, jones and jones just looks like one of those kind of 15 to 18 touch kind of players like you never want to give him 25 or 30 you know it's not really his okay. strong point yeah so i like dylan what about the pass catchers your robert tunyon's and your Devontae adams and yours I give five stars um, to Adams, and then I gloss. Uh, well, I didn't gloss over. I talked real quick about Lazard, did you talk and about I Adams? said, and I talked talked about Tanya. I did a little bit of out Sorry. of order. Um, yeah, yeah met, okay. changing up the notes a little bit. You don't <laughs> we'll have put an it order. Exactly. There's no order in this court. There you go. I kind of like to let it flow with the conversation sometimes, but uh, yeah, we we address Mister Tanya, one of my big disappointments this year. Mm, mildly mine too, I, dude. I, I don't mean any any tight end that didn't do that didn't come to any sort of fruition is a disappointment. Like it's yeah, all exactly. Like, I thought for and, sure I mean, like, you'd get something out of him. Yeah, yeah, and and I I didn't like him going into this year, but I mean he's done even worse than I thought he was going to. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back for being a naysayer, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, I mean it's it's been just kind of him missing in action. Um, for sure. So Tunyon was was has been a bit of a disappointment this season. He really, really has been. I'm um, sorry, yeah. we just took a little, we just fast forwarded through a little bit of a break there. Um, you, you know, like every tight end, you know, it's just it, it's uncanny, man. It's just I kind of figured that Hayden Hurst would have been a thing too, even with Kyle Pitts there. Not really a thing. Um, well, once you know, we'll, we'll yeah. like hold your breath and see, and we'll talk about Dallas Goddard here in a second. And what he can do with you know without uh, Zach Ertz I've got high there. Hopes for him, yeah. 
and then and then even Zach Hurts himself, you know, moving mm-hmm. to Arizona and blah blah blah. You I believe I gave you that matchup again. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk a little bit I about did. him later. Yeah, I think he's the last. I matchup. did. Okay, sorry, I, I misread my 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 sticky note there, and I'm like, oh, did I? Am I supposed to do that one? Oh no. <laughs> um, Deer in headlights. Let's oh, keep. No. <laughs> oh no. Let's keep rolling with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, last week, the Ravens deep with the clamps on uh, the the Chargers offense. I really should go back and watch that game because what a weird thing of the the Bengals or the, uh, the Bengals. The Chargers offense is coming to a, a screeching halt. Um, I'm betting they, that the Ravens D doesn't do this again to the Bengals offense. The Ravens have only been allowing 17.2 uh, fantasy points per game. That's 13th best, worst best, and uh, one and a half passing touchdowns. But only, but but they are giving up 295 passing yards too. So Joe Burrow 3.3, 3.3, 3.75 stars or three and three quarter stars. Um, Jamar Chase, who has been man, dude, Chris. We speaking of things we whiffed on. Jamar Chase here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if Burrow has a legit shot at two hundred ninety-five yards, like on average, that's what the Ravens are giving up. Mm-hmm. How does the lion's share of that not go to Jamar Chase in this? It, yeah, it does. And with yeah. an incredible, with an incredibly high chance of getting a touchdown too. Chase is averaging eight point three three touchdowns per game. So. Pretty darn close to a full touchdown a game. I really like those odds. So, I'm, I'm, and Jamar Chase is legit, folks. I've seen him and seen watched some highlights. I watched some some full games. Um, we were wrong. We were wrong, and the Bengals are right to draft this guy. I really thought the Bengals should have took Penny Sewell. It looks like Jamar Chase has really helped the Bengals offense. So that's awesome for him. And I'm giving him four and a half stars. I wish I could give him more, but it, it, it just going to temper my expectations. Um, Tyler Boyd and bringing him up because he's actually been on the field more than Tiggins, but he's just not getting the production. And I'm bringing them. I'm only bringing him up because of Biageddon. Um, Boyd he's has less than nine fantasy points in four out of six games. It may be a good matchup for Boyd here, but I'd rather look elsewhere before taking a look at Boyd. Like I mean, I'm giving him one star, but it's really more like one and a half. Like. In case of Tyler Boyd break glass, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I, let's move along to Tiggins here. I've seen, I was reading some articles of like buy lows and everything on Tiggins. Um, while Boyd may be out snapping Tiggins, Tiggins isn't actually out producing Tyler Boyd. Um, but let's just not get too, our, too far ahead of ourselves here by the sense that he's out producing. I mean, we're talking about just like literally a few fantasy points here. For sure. Uh, yeah. While Tiggins has the, you know, a little bit more efficient with the work that he's getting as far as snap percentages and everything. And Tiggins is averaging about seven targets per game. So there, there's potential there this week. I mean, if you have like a, I don't know, a, a Deontay Johnson and a, a Justin Jefferson and, a, you know, like a, like a um, Emmanuel Sanders all out this week and, and maybe Mike Williams is in sprinkled in there too and Tiggins like your I don't know somehow you you manage with all of those wide receivers and, and Tiggins I mean you could do worse hold on one second I think I've got him in a lineup <laughs> sorry uh where I'm a where I'm a I you, say you really thin. could do worse it's just like yeah, yeah. if you look at his production so far yeah, it's obviously yeah, it's... stands the week that he missed 
Yeah, um, Chase has really set the world on fire, and Higgins is yeah, dude. Kind he's, of a, he's, I would say afterthought, just not not what he was for the first couple of weeks. For sure, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. here. Let's move on to the Ravens side of the ball. The Bengals are only allowing fifteen point five fantasy points per game. That's tied for fourth best. Um, but listen to the quarterbacks they've faced so far. This is the the Bengals defense. Kirk Cousins, good quarterback, at least fantasy-wise. Um, the Andy Dalton slash Justin Fields game, bad quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, bad quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, unproven, we'll just call him not good. Uh, just uh, Aaron Rodgers, good quarterback, Hall of, future Hall of Famer. Jared Goff, bad, bad quarterback. So it's so kind of all over the map, but... <laughs> The Bengals are all, are giving are also giving up three point six seven rushing attempts per game to the quarterbacks. That's on the low end, and the but the Chiefs are giving up six point six seven rushing attempts per game. That's only three different, and the Chiefs are giving up the most rushing attempts. So it's like I, yeah. it's literally only three more rushing attempts per game on average between the low end and the very high, the very tip top. So I'm looking for I'm look for Lamar to be running, and I'm giving him four and a half stars. Um, Devonta Freeman, I guess he's the new Ravens running back hotness. Maybe I'm not really sure. I don't know. Both uh, I don't, I Freeman <laughs> and Latavius Murray got nine attempts last week. They both got two targets. Um, and, and they both got a touchdown versus the chargers last week. The Bengals are giving up 90.5 rushing yards per game. That's eighth best. But, uh, but here's the thing. The Ravens just act, just activated Le'Veon Bell. So who the oh, heck yeah. knows what's going to happen with his backfield this week? I'm going to give Devonta Freeman two stars. Le'Veon Bell, like, I don't know. The fact that he was signed back in, like, week one or two and it's taken him now to week seven to get so, acclimated with the offense. And, De- yeah. and Devonta Freeman was, was signed more or less, like, right at the same time. And he's already in the mix. Is I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for Le'Veon Bell. I would rather go Devonta Freeman here. I, neither one of these names were, while they were sexy at one point are not anymore. So oh. desperation, desperation folks, desperation. Oh, let's move on to Hollywood Marquise Hollywood Brown. I, for some reason don't have any notes on him, but the Bengals are okay with at the cornerback situation and Hollywood Brown, man, he's the like wide receiver eight on the season so far. And I'm going to give him four stars here. Mark Andrews. He's also getting four stars. Wow. I like Andrews to continue the success he's had over the last two weeks. The Bengals may be giving up the seventh fewest points to the tight ends, but the tight ends that they faced have been even worse than the quarterbacks that I listed earlier. So let's not call the Bengals an elite tight end defense. Four stars for Mark Andrews. Chris, what's your next matchup? My next matchup is the Panthers at Giants. Uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, I gave Darnold and DJ Moore a vote of confidence last week based mostly on getting two offensive linemen back and a beatable Minnesota defense. The Vikings defense does look better than I thought, but the Panthers are having offensive line issues. What's that? It didn't work out so great. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think well. so. I, that was a legit question. I wasn't making fun of you. I was like, I don't think that you were curious. So uh, no, the Vikings defense does look better uh, than I thought, but the Panthers are having offensive line issues despite getting two starters back. Reading they're up a little bit on those two starters. Issues. They're pre- apparently, they're not very highly thought of starters, <laughs> at least by the fan base. <laughs> I digress. Um, uh, they continue to have Darnold running for his life. That's not the reason some of us saw him as a late round QB darling or a streamable option. Having said that, the Giants are really bad defense, defense, uh, especially versus the run. More on that later. 
The Giants are giving up the six most fantasy points to the quarterback position, and I also think Carolina has success on the ground here. I think Darnold is the type of quarterback to benefit from uh, establishing the run and play-action passing plays. Uh, I'm still ranking him just outside the top 12 quarterbacks, but I think he's absolutely in play during Bimageddon and Superflex and in some single quarterback leagues, um, for example, uh, Wentz versus the Niners or Darnold versus the Giants. What would you say to that, Josh? Um, I would say that I wasn't paying attention to you. Wentz um, for... <laughs> That's okay. Edit that out. Wentz versus the Niners or Darnold versus these New York Giants? Do I have to choose? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's where I got this example from. Uh, one of my leagues. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I went with Darnold. Uh, I'm going to give him three and a half stars. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Wentz, and that's only because he's my quarterback. And I did give him a very startable grade this week too. So he hadn't been, he hadn't been too bad lately. So I, I, that's why I put it in there. I, I thought did, it was close. I gave him. A, a higher than three star mm -hmm. rating. I'm not going to say now because everyone has to tune in yeah. to the very well, end of the show to figure it out. The Giants are really bad. <laughs> and it, like, they're just really bad. So I'm, I'm kind of more or less a bounce back game here for the offense as a whole and Darnold. On to the running back, I guess you could say. CMC still out. Uh, head coach Matt Rules quoted saying they want to uh, redefine who we are, which involves running the ball more. Chuba Hubbard has been uh, underwhelming, but as I alluded to, here comes the Giants' poorest rush defense. In a game where the coach states he wants to run the ball more, the Giants have given up the fourth most rushing yards on the season and gave up both a rushing score and receiving score mm. to both Zeke and Daryl Henderson the last two weeks in a row. So oh. that's going to earn Hubbard four stars there. Um, DJ quick, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. If it's, if it's not this week for Hubbard, is it not ever... Like, you're if I don't see something, if I don't see something kind of electric, yeah, for four stars, I want to see something electric, even if it's not the pass game. As but I, but I mean, are you just like, are you just like dump him if he does nothing this week? I wouldn't say that because I mean, I think he got double digits once or twice already in fantasy terms, and uh, all, all, yeah, also it's just like it's really slim pickings at running back. I feel like he has to be a top thirty-six guy, if not, is he tell you know, right around twenty-four, twenty-two. Are you sure? No, <laughs> but I'm just going. I'm Me sticking neither. with it. <laughs> That's why I'm going. Saying. Sorry, I'm gonna look. No, you're this fine. Up while you. Uh, so we did the running back. Uh, DJ Moore has put up an average of 4.9 fantasy points over the last two weeks during Darnold's struggles, but he still has Ew. 13 targets and 73 yards last week versus uh, last week. Uh, and this Giants defense is tied for third worst with 14 passing touchdowns given up so far. Four stars mm. for DJ Moore. Again, a little bit of a get-right game here versus the awful Giants for defense. Sure. For sure. On to the Giants' offensive side of the ball. Similar to Donald, Jones has put up two stinkers in a row, albeit one due to injury, concussion versus Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the other stinker, last week versus the Rams, Jones threw the ball 51 times and still managed 4.08 fantasy points. He also oh, threw three picks. Bad. Yeah, he also threw three picks. Jones, Jones could be without Galladay. Slayton and the breakout star Kadarius Tony. I'm looking elsewhere for help at quarterback. I'm benching him. Uh, with Saquon still out, I expect the Giants to make Booker the focal point of the offense. Number one, to help protect the football from their turnover prone quarterback. But also, they won't have many viable skill positions available, as I just alluded to a second ago, outside of Shepard 
and Booker. Despite Carolina giving up the fewest points to the running back position and the third fewest rushing yards with all these bye weeks, Booker is probably an RB2, honestly. So I'm going to give him 3.5 stars. <sighs> uh, Galladay, Shepard, Tony. Uh, well, as I said, Danny Dimes threw it 51 times. Shepard de- did see 14 of those. Uh, 14 targets. Uh, I expect another big volume day with Kadarius Tony being doubtful, Galladay likely not playing, and uh, hamstrings for both Slayton and John Ross. I didn't mention him yet. <laughs> Just it's a whole lot of injuries. Um, you, uh, it's a we're mess. We're right to skip over him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. Again, lots of buys, lots of injuries, lots of targets for Shepard. Three and a half stars for Shepard, benching all the rest. Speaking more of injuries and passing options, Ingram was a late add to the Thursday injury report. He did not practice due to due to a calf issue. Uh, it's always troublesome when they pop up, you know, like they practice Wednesday and suddenly they don't want Thursday. Uh, Rudolph, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Rudolph is a deep, deep sleeper here uh, with Ingram missing. Oh, the Giants probably yeah. lean on the veteran, especially in the red zone. Three stars and my sleeper of this matchup. And that okay. is your Panthers at Giants. Dude, I, I kind of like that Kyle Rudolph call. That yeah, was obviously it. with a contingency of Evan Ingram missing, but maybe uh-huh. even if he does play, maybe there's some Rudy in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go back to my show notes here. We are on the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. Let's just put some rumors aside that there were some news articles about Deshaun Watson and or the Houston Texans trying to trade Deshaun Watson before the end of the week to the Miami Dolphins. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what I feel like the Dolphins really haven't looked at Tua that hard, but I don't, I don't see what's going on in practice. That's all just off to the side. Let's leave it there because even if they do trade for Watson, he ain't playing right now. So Let's start with Matt Ryan, though. He may be the quarterback 24 on the season, but I think he's got a he's he might be my number one streaming option this week. The QB 24, like not readily rostered, you know, out of two QB super flex leagues, whatever. Over the the Falcons last three games, they faced the Giants, the Washington football team and New York Jets. You just got done talking about how bad the Giants team defense was. And you also talked about the Washington football team's defense as well. Other than the Jets. The other two are bottom 10 defenses during those three games. One of those without Calvin Ridley. Ryan has an average pass rating of 110.8 and 22.07 fantasy points. The Dolphins are giving up the ninth most points game to the quarterbacks. So I'm giving Matt Ryan four stars this week. I, I Honestly, I when I started up. looking at this, I was like, wow, I really like Matt Ryan this week. Um, for sure. What's that? I picked him up. I can't remember who, what, who my QB one is in that league. That might be the one where I have Dak, but I, I definitely picked up Matt Ryan. He's my starter. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's a it's a good move, man. It really is. Uh, Cordero 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 Patterson. We'll just go with that for now. Patterson's been really ripping it up here in the the twenty first year of our Willennium. Another um, miss by me. The Willennium. Um, yeah, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, no. Um, he's not doing. He's not doing a lot of the ground, but it's the receiving work where he's really excelled. He is a converted wide receiver. Unlike you, Antonio Gibson, who's a converted wide receiver and doesn't get any receiving work. I don't get that one at all. Frustratingly Um, so. 
Uh, Patterson has four receiving touchdowns and averaging five receptions out of 6.3 targets per game and 48.2 yards per game as well. The Dolphins are giving up 23.8 points per game to running backs, which is the fourth worst. Um, So, yeah, Patterson's got a lot of receiving touchdowns, a fair amount of yards, and the Dolphins are not very good against running backs, essentially, was that boils down to. So four stars for Cordero Patterson. Let's move along to Calvin Ridley. I have a bit of a theory here, and I, I theorize that the, the Falcons' offensive line is absolutely terrible. Calvin Ridley, he has an ADOT, which is average distance of target at 10.8 yards, which sounds pretty, <clears throat> excuse me, sounds pretty good, but that's 50th of, out of all pass catchers, which, you know, puts him in like the maybe the top third. But even then, Patterson's ADOT is two and a half. Kyle Pitts is, is nine. None of those are really that great when you've kind of put it, like you put it on a chart and everything. So, and this is a decent matchup for Ridley, but not great. Xavier Howard is questionable for the game, and who, uh, which is the Dolphins' best corner, and right. doesn't have a chance to play. So if Xavier Howard doesn't play, I'm going to take that three stars and bump it up to like a four. But Calvin Ridley has been actually a bit of a, disappointment so far this season and mm-hmm. I, I i'm not really sure why so i'm giving him a three to a four three if Xavier howard does play a four if he doesn't um and even then it's still you know let's let's just make it a 3.75 stars and i'll just hedge my bets that he doesn't play that would be Xavier howard let's move on to kyle pitts right before the falcons by last week pitts went off man he really did he scored 22.4 yeah. fantasy points but that was without Calvin Ridley, and that was also against the Jets. Let's see if there was enough to earn Matt Ryan's trust, though. Um, the Dolphins are allowing only 8.3 fantasy points per game. But like most teams, they haven't really faced a good tight end because there aren't a lot this year. I really think we need to change something. We, we as a fantasy community need to do something about tight ends. Until more come about, we need to like boost their scoring or get rid of them and just roll them into a flex position. I that personal opinion, personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua, I like Tua in this matchup. He's also a good streamer here, but he's I think he's more readily owned, and he's actually been scoring better than Matt Ryan on a points per game basis. Um, and he's only played in two games. Um, the Falcons D is bad. Everyone knows that. Chris knows that. I know that. Your great, auntie, yep. uh, your great auntie, your great auntie Dottie knows that. Um, four and a quarter. I I just made that name up off the top of my head. Four and a quarter Nailed stars it. for Tua. Um, let's skip the running backs in this matchup. They're too unreliable to garner a start out of any of. If you really must start one, though, I guess I'm going to recommend Malcolm Brown here. If you had to, he got mm-hmm. most of the workload last week against the Jets. He was okay. Miles Gaskin, I watched part of that game last week because it was a London game and it was early. Right. Miles Gaskin didn't look that great. So, uh, Salvin Ahmed um, looked okay doing stuff too. Miles Gaskin did not look all that great. So I guess if you really had to start one, it's Malcolm Brown. Caveat, he's on my dynasty team, but I'm not starting him this week. So I have nothing, I have no real horse in that race. Um, Jalen Waddle between Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle, I'm sorry to say I was wrong. Um, I just, I mean, these, these, these two rookies have kind of impressed. Jalen Waddle doesn't have quite the, not nearly the numbers that Chase has, but 
he still looks pretty good what he's from what he's done. He's not just like streaking down the field and everything. He does have an A dot of 5.4 yards, and that's mainly thanks to Jacoby Brissett. So um, I feel like he's going to be okay this week, and I'm going to give three and a half stars to Waddle. Mike Gesicki, on the other hand, is I, after after goosing all of us who started Gesicki in week one, he's actually the tight end eight right now. Yeah. Um, and he's probably more like the tight end five if you take that that gooser out of there. And over the last four weeks, he's averaging 12.4 fantasy points. That's not great, but considering the average tight end right now, like outside of the top three, is averaging like eight fantasy points per game. Yeah, I'll take that. And and to top it all off, the icing, albeit not very good icing on the cake of Mike Kosecki, <laughs> is that he scored those 12.4 points, fantasy points per game, with only one touchdown on the season so far. So Mike Kosecki, man, four stars. Next matchup, Chris. I'm running a little low on matchups here. I only got a few left. How about a bite-sized matchup for you? <clears throat> We've got the uh, Jets at the Patriots. The Jets at the Pats. Uh, I'm just going to get beat, uh, get down to the nitty gritty here with the jets, uh, snaps and carries, uh, have been steadily on the incline for rookie running back, Michael Carter. And he becomes Mm -hmm. the lead guy in the backfield. However, the offensive line and rookie quarterback issues have rendered this offense unusable in fantasy. And despite the injuries and the bye buys buys this week, (laughs) this entire team is on the bench. If not the waiver wire, except a complete desperate flex in a PPR for Crowder two stars. That's the Jets. Wait, wait. Before you continue, mm-hmm. Michael Carter or Malcolm Brown for the Mi- for the Miami Dolphins. Brown, I guess. Matchup. Mm, wow, wow, matchup. that low for Carter, huh? I don't know. Maybe gone Carter. Is, Anyways, you know, again, continue going. Continue. You said stats look okay, but he's doing absolutely nothing with it because. Oh, like Devonte Williams. That. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm going to roll Patriots. my eyes and glare at, 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 you, at uh, <laughs> right. Broncos head coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Patriots on to Mac Jones. If there were a league for completion percent, Mac Jones would be your guy. Otherwise, steer clear of the Patriots rookie signal caller. I'm going to put him on the bench. On mm-hmm. to the running backs. Uh, Damian Harris topped 100 rushing yards for the first time since week one and scored once. This was done versus a Dallas mm-hmm. defense ranked highly versus a run coming into the contest. Dallas is fifth best in rushing yards surrendered, but much of that probably has to do with the teams abandoning the run to catch up. Nonetheless, Harris put together his best fantasy day of the year. It could have been a better day if it wasn't for Ramondre Stevenson coming into Vulture a goal line carry as Harris was living off, as he likes to do a couple times a week. Stevenson also contributed 23 rushing yards, logged 33% snap share to Harris's 48%, and caught all three of his targets for 39 receiving yards. I personally saw one of the catches in which he lined up out wide and ran a wide receiver route for a big game. He looked good running, too. Uh, not saying this guy that? will take a Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, sorry. Thank you. I, that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, wait, is that? Is sure thing. Not saying he's going to take the league by storm, but I'm saying he is a great bye week flex fill-in. With the Jets giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs, the fifth most rushing touchdowns in the league with seven, and the run-heavy approach we expect from the Patriots, I like both backs this week. Harris as a low-end running back one, and Stevenson as my sleeper for this matchup, a flex-worthy spot start. Four stars for Harris and three stars for Stevenson. 
even in the Bimageddon, there are no Patriot wide receivers worthy of a start on to the tight ends, only one of which to talk about here. Hunter Henry has scored three weeks straight, and I probably don't have to say it, but I will anyway. Tight ends are scarce, and in case you haven't heard, there are a few bye weeks and some injuries going on. Uh, Henry has never dipped below 60%. <clears throat> excuse me. Henry has never dipped below 60% snap share, while Jonu has multiple times. And they are clearly featuring Henry down and around the goal line. With no wide receivers of note, Henry is not only a great bye week fill-in, he's become a viable weekly tight end streamer. The Jets just gave up a huge day to Kyle Pitts, and I like Henry to have a much better outing than he did in week two versus these same Jets. I'm going to give 3.75 stars to Hunter Henry and bench Johnny. And yeah. that is the Jets at Pats. As uh, I choked Chris- to death over here, apparently. Well, you're choking it up over there, apparently. Um, what's your What's your favorite scary movie? I've been asking people this a lot at work, Whoa. and I'm leading going somewhere with this that is absolutely nothing to do with fantasy football. That's fine. Um, it, I don't watch them as frequently as I used to because of kids, but uh, the most recent one I kind of fell in love with was The Descent because it was genuinely scary, and it takes a lot to scare me in a scary movie. The Descent. Hmm. Do you know of it? I heard of it, and I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Um, you know, mine's, I'm going to have to go the classic here and I'm going to go Halloween. Um, it's, okay. it's probably my favorite text chainsaw massacre. Also very good. Um, a real dark horse in the race that of a movie that you've never, ever heard of. I, I probably haven't at least is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, I saw this two or three years ago and it is really good. Like, it's not just a good, like scary movie, but it's, it's a good movie in general. Like it was, it was like, like IFC channel, like put it out. I know I just said channel twice there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was actually really, really solid. Um, and I'm going, where I'm going with this is the fact that I, I literally just last Saturday found out that there was a new Halloween movie out. Oh, and I was like, what, when, why, what, man, I don't watch TV ever. (laughs) I guess I'm overall though. I think they overdid a lot of those movies. I would have been a not actually Elm the the, the, the well, day. obviously I, not this one, but the but the 2018 Halloween movie wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Jamie Lee Curtis would, came back. She was kind of a um um a, a Ripley character in there, where she's just like a like a real a real um. I'm just gonna go ahead and say a real badass. Yep, you know, but word I was gonna use. Um. Anyways, I mean. It's, it's Halloween time. I figured I'd just figure out what you're... I've been asking people at work this, so I figured I'd, ask, I'd pick your brain on it. Um, you said The Descent. Okay. The Descent. It's scary. should check it out. Feel free to leave us, leave us comments and let us know what your scary movie favorite scary movie is. And if someone says Harry Potter, I'm... I'll, I'll laugh. <laughs> I will laugh. Who would say... Okay. Okay, next matchup. <laughs> You've seen the Have you seen the last one? It's a little freaky. Or the goblet, yeah, the goblet of fire, like I guess. Anyways, eight. um, <laughs> if you say The Shining, you're just wrong. That movie's terrible. Hot take: what? The Shining is terrible. Oh god, the book I is light years better than, than that, that god awful trash. I love Stanley Cooper because the director. That movie is trash compared to the book. Um, let's move along to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles at the Las Vegas Raiders. It's it dude, it's it's bad compared to the book. Um, Jalen Hurts. I'm gonna give him five and a half stars. It Hurts is the QB five on the season, and he's got five rushing touchdowns and six and six more through the air. So eleven total so far this season. 
Um, mm. Speaking of players we were wrong on, and, and yeah, I, I, I was like, as much as we were like, yeah, Hurt sucks and blah, 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 like, it, this is one the one thing that I was like, you know, what if he just runs a lot and he's this year's uh, Lamar Jackson? Kind of is. Maybe yeah, not except quite. This, except on... this year's Lamar Jackson is better than the previous Lamar Jackson through the air. Uh, but yeah. Well, as a the as Lamar a of twenty as a quarterback as a whole, yeah. Jalen Hurts yeah. though. Okay, so let me keep, let me keep going here. So sure, the sorry. um his sixty two point five completion percentage um has been like this is where it's it is terrible. at the moment, and but it started a lot higher and it just keeps on slipping. But who the heck cares with own rushing stats? Um, the the Raiders may only be allowing thirty twenty three point three rushing yards per game but that's the ninth best in the, in the whole nfl and i'm you know like they haven't really faced any really real rushing quarterbacks there actually aren't a lot of them if you really think about like running quarterbacks in the league right now there really aren't a lot there's people who do do like rushes but there's not really a lot of lamar jackson's in the league at the moment so even with russell wilson out he hasn't really when was the last time he ran for over 400 yards in a season no, years? it's not his thing anymore. Yeah, it's more like yeah, exactly. behind the line of scrimmage rollouts and mo mobility. Yeah, exactly. Like Some bootlegs and everything. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts, four and a half stars here. Um, honestly, that could easily happen to Lamar Jackson, too, as he gets older and his throwing gets a little better. He, I mean, yeah. he could just kind of, like, for lack of a better term, age out of running around and just become a more wiser thrower, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um so let's move on to Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders is kind of who we thought he was, only maybe worse. Like, speaking of guys who have been really bad, the RB, he's the RB38. I didn't, you know, I didn't think Sanders would slip that low, but Kenny Galladay, uh, Kenny Gainwell <laughs> is really <laughs> cutting into Sanders' workload. Kenny Galladay is really cutting, who's on a completely different team, has been really cutting into Miles contracts. Sanders' workload. He signed another contract when we weren't looking, and he just shows up <laughs> yep. at the Eagles camp I've been moonlighting with the Eagles. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that's not entirely true. Like, when I actually, when I, I wrote that, and then I really looked into it, like, uh, Gainwell is, is only in on about a third of the Eagles snaps, but that's just enough to cut into Sanders workload. And even with the snaps that Sanders is getting, he just isn't producing. So the, the days of yore when Miles Sanders was like the RB 12 or 13, I don't remember what was that like two years ago that he finished that way. They're, they seem to be on and I'm only going to give him two and a quarter stars this week. Let's talk about some Devonte Smith. Um, I really wish I could recommend him here. He's just not getting the points yet. They're not saying they couldn't, but this is a lot of this is due to the fact that the Ra the Raiders cornerbacks this year are pretty darn good. They really are. They've been really okay. like signing Casey Hayward has really been kind of like the tide that raises all boats, as you like to say, or whatever that phrase is that's on your bingo card. Um, I mean, it's not a, we don't have a bingo card with you, Chris. Um, <laughs> definitely don't. Uh, so I'm going to give Devonta Smith like two and a half stars here. Dallas Goddard, there really wasn't a lot of data to dive into of get Goddard without Ertz. It seems like they've kind they don't, they haven't really coexisted a lot. And when they do, they just kind of like, eh. And when and when like Ertz has been out, even Goddard's been kind of, eh, you know. 
This is gonna be this is going to be Goddard's first game without Ertz, and uh, you're working without a net kid, so it's time to really put your money where your mouth is. Like, do you want like? And so I think it was last week we said that Goddard already had a big contract. He doesn't, so he's oh, playing for that okay. big contract right now. Mm-hmm. Um, according to PFF, it's a positive matchup for Goddard. So I would really the Raiders are giving up the six month points to tight ends. So I'd really like to see what he's got here. I'm gonna give him three and three quarter stars. Until I see more, I'd like to, I'm just going to keep that rating a little on the low side. Let's move along to the Raiders work because this has already kind of ran a little long. And it's going to get a little bit longer here. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, Derek Carr, two and a half stars. Call me a pessimist. Say I'm drinking the haterade or whatever. I just don't like Derek Carr in this matchup. The Eagles corners are playing well. And despite a good yeah. performance against a stout Broncos D last week, I just can't recommend starting Carr in a critical fantasy week here. Something we probably should have uh, said at the top is that, you, like, despite bye week being the like bye again um, week for fantasy football this year, this week seven is kind of a tipping point for a lot of fantasy teams too. Say you're three and three, you really need yeah. that win to get to four and three, and to kind of be like, oh, now I have my eye on the playoffs versus being three and four, and you're like, oh man, now I'm. Now with a losing record, or you're a four and two team getting that getting up to five and two is just like wow. Now I can now I can like stomach a, another loss or something like down the road. Or if you're an optimist and you're two and four getting that win, and you have a few more weeks that you know you've been playing facing some tough opponents and you got a, a good schedule coming up in your fantasy league. Yeah, week seven is really crucial here. And I'm saying all that because do you week seven tipping point? Do you want to start Derek Carr in a tipping point and bank on him against this Eagles defense? I don't. I'm not going. I'm saying if you want to two and a half stars, really more like two stars, and that's just just for the ones that who want to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put the hands of my fantasy team into Derek Carr. I would much rather with Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz. Or who is another guy that you said that you're Sam like, Darnold? Oh. Okay, probably not Sam Darnold, <laughs> but damn you! But I gave so, him two sorry, stars. Um, three and a half. But, you know, he's gonna not... Darnold's kind of in that car. He's too young to really kind of like. I'm gonna go with some more experienced veterans who've been playing uh... well than that than than younger guys than an experienced veteran who's just kind of scattershot. And this we're talking about Derek Carr here. Mm. It's it might look like an okay matchup on paper. It's just okay, and so is Derek Carr. Eagles have surprised me a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I'll put it that way. They really have, actually. Um, here's one thing that um, they might that also might surprise you about the Eagles' defense. They're giving up 22.1 fantasy points per game to the running back position, which is sixth most. Yeah, so, because of that, while I don't like Derek Carr, and I'm really not a big fan of Josh Jacobs, I'm going to give him three and three-quarter stars, and maybe in Chris's scoring world, that's like a four stars. Um, I don't really know. We, know. we don't ever get together and, you know, kind of, we're we're all over the map as far as the scoring between us, um, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not sliding Chris at all. I'm just saying that he's a little bit more optimistic, I guess, in his grades um, than I am. I'm kind of a pessimist in general. So oh, I whatever. forgot to mention my Packers matchup was like my five-star matchup. Anyway, go ahead. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Um, I really like Jacobs this week. Um, you know, without without a lot of running backs here, you could do a lot worse than Josh Jacobs. You could go with your Girl. Malcolm Browns and your 
whatever's. I'm I'm Ramondre not playing Stevenson. any Stevenson. <laughs> I see. I'd rather go Ramondre Stevenson with that oh. chance than than like Malcolm I've got Brown. Him on, I've got him on the hype train at least for this week. Yeah, I've been reading about him and you know whatever. Um, let's go with Darren Waller here. I'm totally skipping all these wide receivers for for the Raiders. Um, uh, four stars here, despite scoring less than 10 fantasy points in four uh, out of six games. Yeah, it's been Waller bad. is still the tight end five, scoring 11.5, 11.1 points per game this year. That's how good his good games have been. And remember when I was like, oh, uh, someone's Mike Gesicki's been scoring 12.4 points per game. That's really not that good. Well, Darren Waller hasn't been scoring as much. He just has more points so far. Yeah. That's about it, Chris. I got two of left. Let's 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 do it. Let's let's get this beast Lions done and maybe Rams. I'll think of something to uh take you off the rails. Lions at Rams. Uh Jared Goff. Rams are tied for fourth, having only given up six passing touchdowns on the year and are fourth best with 18 sacks. I'm going to bench Jared Goff. On to the running backs, what we care about more. Uh, The running backs on Hawkinson is all we really care about here. You don't need me to tell you that Swift has distinguished himself as a elite-level pass catcher at the running back position. I expect garbage time and plenty of dump-offs to Swift. He's most likely an RB1 this week, given the context. Four and a half stars. Jamal Williams' usage is clearly tied to game script, unlike his backfield mate. In a game where Vegas has the Lions as a 15-point underdog, I don't like Williams a ton here. His snap rate has dropped to 30% the last three weeks, and his touches are half of what they were. He has also been nursing hip injury and was questionable coming into the week. I can only imagine, I can only imagine though, that there are desperate teams out there having to consider Williams, but just try your best not to. <laughs> Just see if there's a better option and, tu- and tune into the stream Sunday morning and run some of those options by us, and we'll be glad to help oh, you. Oh, yeah, we haven't played the stream yet. That's right. I'm going to give Williams the rare 1.5 stars because, again, I-, I can see somebody just have it. Have it's it's really... it's a, it, but this yeah. is the perfect week for a 1.5 for one, star reading. Thank you. Thank in you. the sense of, like, I man, if you got nothing myself. else, I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like your your um your Dimitri Feltons or whatever yeah, that I mean, I've uh, been starting running Jamal back Williams. name is. I'm like, I guess in case of glass, break a Dimitri yeah, Felton. I mean, I've been starting Jamal Williams in a couple of weeks here, there in so, in a couple of weeks, his bad weeks. He started so out like, okay, and he's really he did, kind he of did, just fallen off. Yeah, yes, yeah. so that's what I was getting to there. I think so, the lines uh, in general have really kind of fallen off. For sure. Uh, well, Hawkinson's been hurt, so there's that. I'm going to go and skip the receivers because there's nobody worth mentioning there. Hawkinson returned to practice but, but, but uh, about... today, Thursday, uh, with a knee. Uh, with a knee. With both of his knees, but one of them's hurt. <laughs> so he should be good to go. Yeah, uh, it's been four weeks since we've seen a tight end one week from Hawkinson. But last week was promising. He caught eight of his 11 targets for 74 yards. Much like Swift's chances, it's garbage time. I like Hawk for the same reason. And, well, tight ends are awful. So four stars for Hawkinson. On to the Rams. More fun stuff to talk about here. Stafford, Joss's favorite human being of all time, has been playing well. Well, but enough of all to be time, t- that's not. He's not Frank <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> I didn't say athlete. I said person. I'm going to point that out. <laughs> Just kidding. I know. Well, well enough. Uh, he's played well enough to be the QB nine on the season, and we'll probably improve on that this weekend. Versus a similarly impotent Giants defense last double week. revenge game. Oh yeah, How's Goff. That? Stafford. Oh, right. Double uh, revenge game. Sorry. I, I had just mentioned the Giants, so for some reason they were on the front of my brain there. So versus a similarly bad 
Giants defense last week, he lit them up for four touchdowns and a 78.6 completion percentage, but the real weakness in Detroit's defense is the run game. Still, Stafford will easily be a top 10 option this week. Four stars for Matthew Stafford. Running backs, uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, I'm sorry, as I mentioned, uh, Detroit is weak versus run, giving up the most fantasy points to the running back position and the seventh most rushing yards all in the season. While Sony is declared backup to Henderson, as evidenced by the 79% snap share to, Sono, to Sony's 20% over the last three weeks, Sony might get hurt. some garbage time in this one, and there are desperate fantasy managers right. out there. Are you sure he's playing this week? Who, Sony or Henderson? Yeah. Sony. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Um, I can look into um, that. As second. of today, he w- he improved to limited in practice. I thought I saw like because okay, I have him in Dynasty, and I thought it had it listed had that terrible app had him listed as out, which he might have been like last week. And out like, definitely would have been a out. Okay, but he was questionable. Now he seems he seems to be trending in limited practice for yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I my information okay. is bad from a bad app. No, it's good because uh, Litter had the last. Uh, note i wanted to get to here but that he's hopefully going to play uh so he's my sleeper in this matchup with startable 2.75 stars and henderson is a great play again this week with four and a half stars uh for sony michelle no two and 2.75 for sony four and a half for henderson if i did not make that clear i'm pretty sure i did but just in case i you know i'm 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 tired man i'm sure you did (laughs) that's my bad onto the receivers uh, really, the Rams and Stafford didn't have to throw much last week in a blowout win versus the hapless Giants, and therefore Woods' production suffered. Unfortunately, we might see more of the same in this one, as I expect the Rams to have their way on the ground with the Lions. However, in the context of this week, he's starting for many teams out of necessity. Three stars for Woods. Cup is the best wide receiver in fantasy and just put up another top performance catching two of those he's four so Stafford scoring tosses. With his tied for the league leading 12 red zone targets, Cup is a wide receiver, is a wide receiver one yet again this week. I'm going to give him five stars. Mm-hmm. On to Higby, the tight end. Higby has regressed in fantasy score, scoring, averaging 4.3 targets and 4.86 fantasy points over the last three weeks, and that's including a score in week five. Still, he has some upside here for a score, and in some time in times like these, that's all you can ask for. Two stars for desperation there. What do you have next for your matchup? Like these things will never be the same. And I'm on my last one, or I've got one left, should I say? What do you got? Um, I have a trade f- proposal for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an actual fantasy divergent from the show. I'm sure we're not running that long, so I grade this trade: T. Higgins and Antonio Gibson for Debo Samuel. T. Higgins and Antonio Gibson for Debo Samuel's been really good, but I like the running back side of that. I don't think I want to give up Gibson. I think really, even though Gibson's been hurt and bad when he has played. Yeah, but they got a bye week coming up, so I think he's coming out healthy on the other side of that bye week, and he's still okay. So I was the one that proposed. I was the one that proposed this trade to a to our HR rep at work who has no knowledge of football. So I don't know who is on the, on the other end of this trade, uh, who is on her end of this trade telling them <laughs> that this is a bad trade and that she should decline it. So I, de- I proposed Antonio Gibson and Tiggins 
for Debo Samuel, and it I mean, just got rejected as we were recording this. I'd have to be set at running back in order to give up Gibson, and I don't see how that's possible. But if I'm set at right, fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine trade, I guess. From her perspective, I, I well, I guess I don't you know. You think that she's she, the winner? Well, she refused it, so. But you, you, but you view her as her as her the winner, and behind him, I have Khalil Herbert back, uh, short term back, um, play Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell, and uh, Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift. So I'm not terrible at, at running back, but also not great either. Yeah, I'd um, keep Gibson. <laughs> what? My mind. I'd keep Gibson in that scenario. But my I mean, I guess receiver, I have my receivers, receivers are not very good. My yeah, let's say. So, yeah. So. Anyways, all right. I mean, just just a quick look. It, it probably might, might take that much to get, uh, 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 Debo. It might take that much to get Debo, but I don't think I want to get ready to get. I thought and it I think, was pretty fair. I think you're selling low on Gibson too, but hey, trade deadline's coming up too, a couple weeks, so you might have to do I, it now, now or never. I thought it was. I thought it was a one to one. And okay, I'm gonna do a quick side note here. How how long are we running here? Oh, we had just hit an hour when you asked about it about a minute and a half ago. Right at sixty minutes when you said we shouldn't be running that long. We're at an hour okay. and two minutes. So I got so I have some fantasy advice for everyone. We're getting into some bye weeks or especially after this week, a lot of bye weeks, especially for some key fantasy players are getting over with. These are the players to trade for right now. Say you have your your um Jonathan Taylors, your CMCs, assuming he ever comes back. Um, other guys who haven't been on by yet, um, Saquon, who's currently injured, but you know, like, so my advice to people is if you have guys that have not had their buy yet, maybe, and, and maybe you're looking to upgrade, maybe you want to get rid of those guys that haven't had their bye week for pe- players that already have had their bye week. Thus you're skipping over that bye week f- at that position. You know what I'm saying, Chris, mm-hmm. you know, like. Say you have Jonathan Taylor right now, and you can turn him into Devontae at, yeah, that doesn't work out, um, like Calvin Ridley and um, Zeke. I don't think that's possible, but, you know, say you took Jonathan Taylor and someone else and turned him into Zeke. Zeke's at, back after this week, done with his bye. Probably, Jonathan yep. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has a week 14 bye. That's almost Ooh. into the fantasy playoffs. And playoffs. in some leagues, it is the fantasy playoffs. Maybe yep. not this yep. season, but still. Mm-hmm. Just some advice to, for you. Some trade advice, you know? Like look at like look at your roster and look at what the players haven't had their bye weeks yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe try and flip some of those that haven't. And look at their, their bye week too. yet. Look at their matchups. What's that? And look at their matchups. Look at their schedule. Yeah, exactly. Look at their strength of schedule going down. If you're throwing like, on top of that. Now is the time to start looking. Yeah. We're, we're into week seven here. And and after this week, obviously, we're going to be going I mean, off the top eight. of my head. Now is the not... time to start looking at, at strength of schedule and, and mm-hmm. what defenses have been doing. We have a good enough numbers to see if teams are good against, good or bad against the run, good or bad against yeah. quarterbacks, yeah. wide receivers, yada, yada. I mean, we can list some. We can list some sites in the show notes too. Look at the schedule. Look at the divisions. I mean, like in your hypothetical example of Zeke, uh, I know he gets to play the Giants one more time. Gets to play Washington. That's bad. Twice. Well, that's bad for the Giants. I think he gets to play Washington twice still. So that's bad for the. That's bad for the football team. Yeah, exactly. But it's good for your Zeke on your fantasy lineup. You got Zeke. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Am I, and, 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 oh, and on the flip side of that coin, too, is that I make that argument if my player has, if I've already suffered through that bye week and I'm picking up a player that, has, that hasn't. And I'm like, yeah, now you're going to have to juice this, this deal up a little bit. He's become more valuable in your eyes as well he should. Mm-hmm. I am also a very um, shrewd dealer. I was going to say stingy, but okay. But yeah, sure, it is good. Being, I was being nice. <laughs> I try and juice every single ounce of, uh, of, of of that I can out of any sort of fantasy trade. There I'm, you go. I, oh. I to the point where sometimes I ruin the deal, and I'm okay with that. All right, I, let's, I'm not uh, going to be on the losing end of any deal, at least on paper. Chris, I got, got two the, matchups left. Let, let's two? get them done. How do you have two? Are you I next? have six. You have five. Are you next then? I am next. Uh, are you? <laughs> and I have and I have the Chicago Beers Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice. Um This is going to be real quick for at least half of this. Um cool. the closest thing the Bucks have faced to Fields is maybe Jalen Hurts and Matt but Matt Nagy refuses to let Fields run. I like I feel like Matt Nagy is stuck in the past. If you look at Hurts' passing numbers versus the poorest Tampa Bay secondary, and since Nat, Matt Nagy is, let's just keep it PJ and say he's incompetent. Um, remember, kids, this is all last week. That, but hurts. Um, I'm assuming that that is supposed to be. He was twelve for uh, he was twelve out of twenty six for passing with a hundred and fifteen yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Fields may be the better passer overall, but the Bears' offensive line is giving him absolutely no help. And so I'm going to say, screw it and bench all your bears. Allen Robinson was limited practice on Wednesday with, I don't remember the injury. Um, Darryl, Darnell Mooney has been, has been limited in practice with a, with a groin injury. I mean, if you really want a sleeper out of this and it's not much of a sleeper, it's Darnell Mooney, maybe Cole Komet. If you really want something out of this. That's from real desperate sleepers right there. Otherwise, I'm not starting any Bears. I'm not starting Khalil Herbert against the vaunted Bucks uh, run D. I, I mean, if it was a better quarterback with a better offensive line and and some and some healthy receivers that have actually been producing, I could say these because the Tampa Bay uh, corners have been terrible. But I can't. I really can't, Chris. So let's move along to Tom Brady, who perpetually gets zero stars. On to Lenny Fournette. He is the RB thirteen so far, and the Bucks, and he has been the Bucks' primary tailback. Ronald Jones seems to be a thing of the fa- the past. And Chris, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I just jinxed it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I just made made sure that Lenny Fournette gets about one touch, fumbles, and then here comes Ronald Jones again, who then ensues fumbles, and then Bruce Arians himself goes out and starts starts at running back. <laughs> um, Give me the ball. The Bears are middle of the road against running backs, allowing 17.3 points per game. Um, so I'm going to go big, but I'm not going to go home on this one. I'm giving Lenny four stars. Here's Fournette's points through the last three weeks. The last three weeks, 13.9, 17, and 24.7 points in the last three weeks. I'm not calling for a 25-point game this, this week um, like he did last week. But, you know, 18-ish, I don't think that's too far out of the realm of possibility. So I'm going to give him four stars here. Um, let's circle back to Tom Brady, who, in my eyes, does perpetually get at zero stars. But some people really want to start him. And the Bears defense hasn't been all that great. So I'll give Tom Brady, like, three, three and 
three quarter four four stars, I guess. Like I guess four stars for Tom Brady. Did did you did you hear how much that hurt me to to do that? Did I did, 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 I did. did you? Cause I barely I, heard you. It was like a mumble. It uh, like well, a, it was supposed to be a mumble four stars for Tom Brady. <laughs> so probably have to turn that one up in the recording a little bit. Um, right. onto the onto the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, wide receivers though. Three and three quarter stars for both Mike Evans and it's, and um, Chris Godwin. Overall. If you look at just the stats alone, it is such a similar stats between Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin. It is really? uncanny. And and like so say and Antonio Brown missed a game because of COVID. If you take that right. game that he missed and, and extrapolate that into his stats as a whole, that just that one game and add like stats of what he's done on a per game basis, he's right there with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. But he's been doing it on fifty four percent of the of the buck snaps, whereas Godwin and Heavens are in like the seventies and eighties. Mm. So it's just and on more passing downs. It's three and three quarter stars for all of them, man. Lot, like and yeah. and it's just like it's just real. Like sometimes it's not like across the board every single week for all the wide receivers because I mean that's kind of impossible. But choosing which one actually hits and which one doesn't is also impossible. So mm. you're starting them. You don't necessarily like it, especially if you're the Mike Evans guy. But he does get the target. So does Chris Godwin. So does uh, Antonio Brown. I just like Antonio Brown has actually been the most efficient out of all of them, considering he's not on the field all the time. Let's move on to Cameron Brait here. This is my tight end dart throw out of this matchup sure. here. At two and a half stars. He's gotten some red zone targets and some end zone targets, actually, from Brady. I just, I'm not banking on O.J. Howard. There's the articles, he's just scratching the surface and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. It's Cameron Brait. It's two and a half stars. He's a tight end dart throw. Chris, you have one more matchup. I have one more. Let's let's finish this show out. Right, meow. Well, real quick, in, in a, you said ben, real quick, you said bench all the bears, right? Yeah, man. Do you have one that I should start? Uh, no, one FYI, Robinson returned in a limited session today, Alan Robinson, and then yeah. a uh, asking for a friend in Bimageddon, uh, Khalil Herbert, the running back for the, the Bears, other guy, or, whoever the other guy is, or Jamal guy. Williams for the Lions. Uh, the oh, uh, <laughs> no, that's why I was like, this is perfect. I'll get Ooh, him maybe I should have heard that one out first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm, and I pulled that exact situation from a from a league of my own. So a lineup of my own, should I say? So uh, I get it. This is where our listeners are at though. You're going to go Herbert. All right. Against the, yeah, I that's to. tough against that rush defense. I guess the Bucks. All right. To. Next matchup. Let's move along. Your last Texans one. At, yep. Texans at Cardinals. Apparently Davis Mills can only play NFL caliber football versus the New England Patriots. In related well, news, I just checked the schedule and Mills is not will not be playing the Patriots this week, so I'm benching him. For more his astute fantasy analysis, tune in every Friday and Sunday. But seriously, you're benching uh, or dropping Mills, and a uh, word has it Tyrod is back practicing, so maybe worth a look. They're in a deep superflex league for Tyrod, um, and it appears there's some big three team. Oh yeah, you already touched on the deal there. Um, I don't think I have anything where it affects my matchup whatsoever yeah just basically that texans trade or whatever 
On to Brandon Cooks. Uh, despite scoring below double-digit fantasy points for three weeks now, Cooks has has to be in consideration every week based solely on volume. This is a tough matchup, however, so take that into account. The Cardinals are ninth best in terms of passing yards and fifth mm-hmm. best with 17 sacks. But again, volume and opportunity. So I'll give them two and a half stars. That's the Texans. Nothing else worth mentioning there. <laughs> and that concludes the te- the matchup. In- no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to Kyler. Uh, Houston actually isn't awful versus pass, but you don't need me to tell you to start front runner MVP candidate Kyler Murray versus the Texans. He could be in for one of his best starts of the year. Five stars. Uh, the running backs, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. The Texans are uh, particularly bad versus the run, giving up the second most rushing yards in the league, the most rushing touchdown. I'm sorry. Yeah, the most rushing touchdowns and the 10th most fantasy points to running backs with Connor averaging 1.25 touchdowns over the last four weeks. Both backs are in the top 24 with Connor at RB22 and Edmonds at RB17. Similar to Gibson, I wish Edmonds would be given the opportunity to get closer to 100%, but still, if he plays, his involvement in the passing game in this juicy matchup dictate that he is flex-worthy, and I like Connor also. Three stars for both. Uh, Receivers. Hopkins has helped fantasy owners a bit more these last couple of weeks thanks to three scores. In the last two weeks, not to mention in his first game versus his old team, the Texans, uh, since since leaving, fire up your revenge game narratives. Exactly. But really, I expect a five-star day from Kyler, and Nuke will have some plays drawn up for him in the end zone. You can bet on that. Four stars. Zach Ertz is a fine start this week, given that the Cardinals went after his services. Uh, They were just getting max with two X's. Williams involved more involved in the, in the, in the uh, offense and the Texans give up the second most po- fantasy points to tight ends. So three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. Really? That's the Texans at Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. It's desperate I'm, out there. That plays. Into, yeah. Into I mean, the rating I've given he's been with it. He's been with the team for like seven days. Oh, and he's my sleeper, I guess. So if that counts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on your sleeper. No. I mean, it's buddy. it's a tight end, so whatever. Do we 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 need to figure out something to fix tight end because it's it's awful. <laughs> it, it's dude, it's really bad. I'm like, I'm not being hyperbolic on this. Like, it's really bad. No, I, I don't completely disagree with you. I'm just I'm just still in the limbo of, you know, it just completely kills kettle uh kettle Kelsey and and and, and uh, Waller's value and Hawkinson. It's just like. I mean, I guess they become even better. Like, I don't know. I think maybe one and a half points per reception is is the answer, or point seven five and a half point. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is you know, that like give, you, give them an extra quarter or half per? Because catch. remember, like on this, was it on the stream on Sunday? I did like a brief history on like what why PPR came around. Is that's because like running backs were or wide receivers were kind of like going by the wayside or something, or maybe it was running mm-hmm. back. I can't remember. I think it was wide receiver. And because mm-hmm. running backs were just getting all this work in like the early 2000s. And so they're just like, we need to do something to beef up the receivers. Maybe it's vice versa. I don't remember which. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. Okay. Um, well, we also were just kind of One of those two fantasy. positions was was like really okay. struggling. And so they someone came up with the idea of a point per reception. And mm-hmm. so it would boost up that stat. Well, now we need to do something with tight end. And maybe it's just like, I, you know, honestly, maybe like a half point per target or something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That that's might what, be uh, that might be an okay that's idea. Generally, right there. That, that's what tight end premium means, I believe. Uh, in most cases, if they get a one and a half point 
per reception as opposed to the one that the receiver is getting. Or, again, if the receiver is getting a half a point, maybe you should be giving the tight end point seven five. Somewhere in that ballpark, and yeah. it kind of works its I, I way out. Down. It really puts them back in that really value. Like you start seeing trades for crazy trades for tight ends and stuff. My brother-in-law has a tight end premium league that he's ran for some time, mm-hmm. so it's I get the craziest trade things. Oh, I'm sorry. He, I, I he's the run moderator trades between trades yeah, ex- in that league. I exactly, forgot about exactly, that. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I hear you clucking, big chicken. Um, <laughs> let's 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 do let's finish this thing out here, Chris. Let's do it. Let's uh, we're gonna start stop with the uh, or end with the Sunday night football matchup um, where you're not getting the Monday night one because that's where you're supposed to check into our stream on Sundays at 10 a.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Yes. Central yes. Time, not Until 10 further but 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, some of us last week thought that maybe it was 10:30. Um, um, <laughs> where we do our last minute injury advice, uh, lineup questions, uh, the Monday night matchup. Um, and this week, well, uh, Josh will be attempting to do the Monday night matchup while doing the Pocky challenge. That is, um, Carolina Reaper and Scorpion Pepper covered coated tortilla chip. Mm-hmm. I will attempt to do it. And do the Monday night matchup and see if I can make it through without dying. Chris will have the EMT standing on, uh, standing and 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 standing and, by. and and stand by. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm standing I'm and stand by. I'm tired, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, let's okay. So let's start with the, the Colts here <laughs> on the Colts side of the ball. Carson Wentz. Speaking of streamable quarterbacks, which we weren't, we were talking about yeah. an insanity chip. Um, but uh, I'm going to give Wentz three and a half stars. If for some reason you were relying upon him recently, he really hasn't been terrible the last two, three weeks. And actually, other than the dud at Tennessee in week three, he scored more than 17 points every week. Now, that's not great for a fantasy a quarterback, but, mm-hmm. and there's a, but the, he's, he's outperforming some of the quarterbacks that were drafted ahead of him, like your Ryan Tannehill's, your Matt Ryan's, yeah. your... Mm-hmm. Your Josh Allen, your Kirk Cousins. Your... No, I'm just joking. I'm, um, I'm just joking, folks. Um, but in a week without your Matt Ryan's or your, I'm sorry, your Josh Allen's, your Kirk Cousins, your Herbie's, your mm-hmm. um, your Dak Prescott. Dak. Yeah. Um, Wentz is a he's a capable stand-in, competent, capable, and same thing. Um, I, and I like his opponent as a quarterback streamer this week for Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. The Niners are only giving up 77 rushing yards per game. That's not very good for JT. Um, but what could be good is that they're giving up 45.4 receiving yards per game. And that's not hasn't really quite been his forte, more or less his NFL career or in college. But that's not something he can't. I mean, he has a game with over 100 receiving yards this year. So... It's possible. I wish they would utilize him more, just in general. Um, but if they do so this week, he could easily outscore that three and three quarter stars. I mean, I'll just bump it up to a four, I guess. And it's a little bold, but I'll just let's make it a four. Ty Hilton, he's got a quad injury. It sounds like he's a real game time decision. I mean, the Colts can't catch a break at um, at wide the wide receiver position this year. Ty Hilton, he comes back for three quarters of a game, gets a quad injury. Paris Campbell, 
he is now on the IR with um I didn't write it down, I'm sorry. I uh, forget what chest? it is. Uh, I don't remember. I can look real quick. Um the good news for the Colts offense though is that Quentin Nelson, they're they're all pro um left guard. He is back at practice. He has as of yesterday has not been activated from the IR. And there's talks of Braden Smith, their right tackle, getting uh, in some practice this week as well for the first time since week one. So if those two can come back, maybe not this week, but maybe next week, it could really help out Wentz and JT. So keep an eye on that, folks, and stay tuned. Super desperate at tight end, Chris? Maybe try some Moali Cox or Mac, as I like to call him. Um, he really hasn't done much, but he catches a touchdown here and there, and he gets a couple of catches every game. Yada, yada. Jimmy G? Sounds like he's going to get the start with Trey Lance is dealing with a sprained knee and Lance was looking a little green in his first and only NFL start anyways. So hopefully it's just a bump in the road for the, you know, young rookie Trey Lance. But until then, until Trey Lance comes back or they decide to start him, I'm going to give Jimmy G four stars. I'm not sure why other than the Colts are not good against the quarterback. Um, Elijah Mitchell, on the other hand, um, he made it. He made another start before the 49ers bye week last week, which is a little odd, but whatever. Um, he could easily exceed this low rating here, but it's a rough matchup. The Colts are allowing the fifth fewest points to uh, running backs. That's 13 and a half per game. So that's pretty low, folks. Um, a big part of that is due to the Colts secondary giving up the most um are giving up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. That is why I have Debo Samuel getting the, oh, yeah, five stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, rating this week. Like, he is probably, like, if I, we were doing weekly ratings, he might be up there as, like, a wide receiver, potentially in the in the um, chances for a wide receiver one this week. The wide receiver one this week. Sure. It's, yeah. He's been he's been really scoring, and the Colts have been – the Colts secondary – like – Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Asin have been injured almost this entire season so far, and that's part of it. But even when they have been healthy, they haven't been all that great. So, yeah, Debo, I love him this week. That's one of the reasons why I was trying to trade for him, as we discussed earlier. Sure. Chris, that's our matchups, man. Awesome. That's it. Um, let's wrap let's this see. show up real quick before Josh goes off on another tangent, and you're just like, this guy never shuts up. Um like, like I mentioned earlier, doing the Pocky Challenge Sunday on the stream. Um, I'm going to attempt to do that without milk I, and do the Monday night matchup. Let's see if all this happens. Um, I do have a very high tolerance for spicy stuff, so I'll, I'll probably make my way through it without that too much of a problem. Um, as I... I'm going to have a loaf of bread here, too, in case it gets really bad. <laughs> and, and, a, and a big glass of milk. Um... Chris, what time does that Sunday stream start? 10 a.m. Central 10 Standard 10 a.m., of course. Not 10.30, but 10 a.m. You're going to have to do the math because we don't know where you live. If you are watching us in YouTube format, you can check us out in podcast format. Well, pretty much wherever podcasts are available, you can please rate and review us in whatever podcatcher you can do that. Mainly just Podcast Attic and Apple, iTunes, whatever, whatever they're calling themselves these days. Yeah. If you are listening to us in podcast format, you can check us out on YouTube and please leave a comment with your favorite scary movie. Josh would love to know. That's me, by the way. Um, 
Christmas. And you can uh, check us out wherever YouTubes are available, mainly on YouTube.com, and just search for Amazing Fantasy Football. Um, I think that's it, Chris. Is that Let's a get show? Out of here. That is. All right. Until next time, everyone. Later. <laughs>